Thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast from Discovery Church. Our hope is that this message would help you seek truth and find purpose. If you would like to know more about Discovery Church, please check us out online at mydiscoverychurch.ca. With that said, let's go to this week's message. I remember the first time I took a major risk for God. It was the summer of 2002. I was 18 years old. And now in this room, people are like, oh, you were so, you're so young. And other people are like, what? I wasn't even born. Uh, it was 2002. I was 18 years old. The first time I ever took like a major risk for God, something that affected the, like, the direction of my life. I remember sitting at the front row of, uh, of a camp chapel. And, and, and it was three days before I was supposed to go back for my second year of university at 18 years old, 2002. See, I was at university. I was supposed to play basketball, go into sports medicine. I'm not sure how I ever thought I was going to go into sports medicine. But that's what I was in, in, in direction for. And I had my life all planned out. But I was sitting the last day of camp, three days before I was supposed to return uh, to, for my second year of university in Acadia in Woodville, Nova Scotia. I sat there and my, my life felt so empty. My life was so heavy. There was something on me that I felt that, that if I went back to, uh, to school, I'm not telling I'm kids, students, I'm not telling you to quit university, okay? I'm not. But in this instance, for me, I felt like God was saying, you're not supposed to return. So, for, uh, so in that very moment, I, I, made, I made this prayer to God. I said, God, whatever you lead me, wherever you want me to go, I'll go. I just felt this peace come over me about, about a decision not to return to university. Now, that same peace didn't necessarily go over my parents, but it came over me. And uh, because I had my tuition paid for, I had my, my tickets bought to, to fly back, I had my room and board, all, every, everything was covered for me to be back. My books were bought. Everything was covered. I was, I was going back to school. And three days before, I'd go home from this camp and say, Mom, Dad, I don't think I'm supposed to go back. Remember that risk being, being taken. And that started me in this journey of listening for God's voice. But not only listening for God's voice, but trusting as I took one step at a time, as I kept taking one step. And, and, and this, this was the start of my life where I, I started listening. And there was, there's times that God tells me to stay and I, I hear the voice and I decide to stay. And there's times that God tells me to stop. And this morning, we're going to talk about the, the times that God tells us to go Sometimes the go one is the hardest one because it means something's got to change. You got to step into the unknown, step into a realm that you have no idea about. And I'm continually learning that you don't have to have faith to finish. You're like, what? You don't have to have faith to finish. You just have to have faith enough to take the first step. God's going, God takes care of the rest. You take one step and you have to take another step. You take another step, like the step that I took. God will, God will take care of the rest. Like the time that I actually uh, decided that I wasn't going to go to university. I was going to do a discipleship program in school. But then I had to leave, leave my own province of home. You've got a home province of Newfoundland. Then I had to, to, to relocate my life to northern Alberta. Took another step. Trusting God. Okay, I feel like, God, you're leading me here. And then I remember establishing a home and, and a career and friend, friend base in northern Alberta. And, and God says, no, now I'm, I'm, I'm ready, to use you, ready to use you. And I want you to go to Bible College in Edmonton. I took another step. 
And then after college, after Bible college was finished, uh, most people would go and uh, try to pursue a career in, in pastoring in a church. And I just felt like God wasn't, wasn't moving me in that direction at the time. So I decided to launch a nonprofit organization that would do outreach and youth evangelism to, to uh, rural Canada and reach uh, thousands of students for, for, for Jesus. And that's what I did. And I, I've learned that as I continue this journey, I'm not, I'm, we're not by no means at the end of our journey. And if you've been at Discovery at all, we talk a lot about a journey and how we, we value process and that we're all along different places in the process. But what I've learned and I've come to learn is that each time I'm willing to take a risk, each time I'm willing to step, that I'm willing to step into something that's unfamiliar, scary, or uncertain, I learn to trust God a little bit more each time. Every time we step into, it's kind of like the Indiana Jones, right? It's like, Anybody watch the Indiana Jones movies? Like if you were born before 2002, you know, it's, 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 right? It's like you step out, it's like, and what does he do? He doesn't, he doesn't step on, on the ground and step there. He doesn't step back. He takes the next step, right? The more that we step into the unknown, the more that we step into the unfamiliar, the more that we step into the scary, the more that we learn to trust God, that God's going to be there to, to catch our feet, to, to be solid ground, to be the rock on, on which we stand. And we're excited that, that God, we, we can have a relationship with, with Jesus Christ that is the rock that, that, that secure our ground, even in the scariest moments in our life, even in the most dangerous place that we could ever travel to. If, if we're in the middle of, of God's will, it's secure. It's safe. We were actually at a conference this, this past week, a few of us from our church in Calgary. So if you hear, I, I love it, this reminded me, Joel's like, yeah, yeah, that's good, yeah. Um, I've never been in a room in my life with so much, like, passion, like, literally, people were like, woo, like, literally, I shout, like, hanky in it. I'm like, there's not even, like, there's, like, a lot of white people, and there's still people out with hankies, you know, like, kind of thing. Like, it's crazy. Um, but I've never been, in, so there, there's, there's 14 of us that went to the conference. So if you hear, like, a little bit of shouting or somebody wants to stand up and give a hand clap, we're not weird. We, we, we just, we're like, there's, there's something about when we preach God's word and when it affects our lives, we get excited about it, right? The, the, the word has the power to change our lives. And if you're here today, yeah, yeah, come on, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the word has the, power, has the power to change our lives. And if you're here today and you've, you've given your life to Jesus, later on you'll have an opportunity if you haven't, haven't done that yet. But if you're here today and you've made a decision to follow Jesus, you know how much the word can change your life. You know how much you can turn, turn your past mess into a beautiful future. Right? So we, we're, we're excited for that. So if, you, if somebody said, if I say something that you're like, you're in favor for, feel free to clap your hands. You can stand up and cheer. I might get a little ADD and be like, what are they doing? But I'll come down and give you a high five. Like, it's, it's an exciting place. God is moving in our city and in our people, and we're excited for what God's got in our, our future. But have you ever found yourself in a place where you knew you were supposed to go, or you felt like change was, was coming into your life? Maybe it was a job that you were supposed to, to leave and maybe to start your own business. Maybe it, was a, maybe it was a time where there was a mission trip that was presented to you. And you're like, man, I don't have the money to go on a mission trip. Or I don't have the time to take six weeks out of my, out of my year to go, to go away. Or maybe, maybe there was a relationship that you're in that God was saying, you know what? You need, to, you need to leave that behind and you need to follow me. What did you do? Did you stay when God was calling you to go because it was easy, or did you take the risk? There's a, there's a really cool story, and as I was reading it this past couple of weeks, there's a, there's, again, the Bible just comes alive. If you're here and you don't have a Bible, 
honestly, it is, it is so life-giving that if you don't have one, we want to give you one. You know what? We can give you Starbucks cards and Tim's cards and free cookies and umbrellas when you walk in and an awesome worship team. And we, we can do all this. And we set up, uh, at, at, we start at like 6.37 every Sunday morning. But honestly, above all that, uh, you need the word of God in your life. And uh, if you don't have a Bible, we want to give you one. If you actually visit the guest center and just say, hey, Lois, I, Pastor Lauren talked about a Bible. Can I, can I grab one? Start reading from the beginning. It's, it's a New Believer's Bible. I've actually read them. They're, they are amazing. But there's a, there's a story in Genesis, and it's a guy by the name of Abram and, and Sarai who eventually becomes Abraham and Sarah. So if I say Abram, it's Abraham. If I say Sarah, it's Sarai. It's just that there's a point in their lives that they kind of get their names changed. And Abram lived in this town, in the city called Haran, but, but he was from, from a, a country and, and a city called Hur. Now, that's really hard for me to say. It's U-R, not H-U-R, Hur. But he's from, from, a city, from a city called Ur, but he's living in this town called Nenar. Now, the people of Ur would worship this false moon god called Nenar. I'm not sure, but Nenar sounds like some kind of a car or something. But there was this false moon god called Nenar. And what's, what's really significant about this story at this time is that, that it says that the one true God, the God that we serve, the God that the, God that the Bible is all about, actually decided to show up in Moses, or not Moses, in, in Abram's life. Okay, here's a guy that for his entire life, for 75 years, he worshipped this false moon god called Ninar. That's all he knew. He traveled from, from his home country, brought his false god with him, and that's all, we, all, all he knew. And we read this story about God, the one true God, the God that we worship every day, every week, every hour, the creator of the universe, the creator of all things, shows up to Abram. And I read that and I get excited because I, I know that God welcomes us into this relationship to be able to share his love. That's why we have invites on every one of your seats every single week because we feel that God is welcoming us into a place where we can take an invite and feel secure to go to a Starbucks or go to a restaurant and feel that we can invite somebody because we know that if, 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 we, if they can rub shoulders with other people at Discovery Church, you'll see Jesus. But I also get excited because I know that the God that I serve is not so small that he can't just bombard somebody's life and re reveal himself to somebody like Abram, 75 years old, all these traditions, all these ways of worship, and God just like snowballs into his life and gives him this revelation. And I get excited because you know what? There's 300,000 people in our city that don't even know that there's a, uh, there's a Jesus that they can serve that can radically change their life. But I know that the God that I serve can, can bombard 300,000 people without our help, but he welcomes us into it and he can, sh he can show them what they are missing in their lives. Yeah. I, I remember reading a story, or a friend of mine telling me a story of a, of a tribe in Africa and they, they, would, they would worship uh, different, like moon gods and sun gods and earth gods and everything. And this, this one chief of this, this uh, tribe was like, well, if there is a God that's out there that's real, let me just pray to the real a God that, and say, God, whatever, whatever you are, show me a sign. And this was like back in the 60s and 70s. The next day, coming, uh, he, was, he was, uh, shared this, uh, this dream of this, this white man coming to his tribe, uh, dressed in a suit and holding a big black book. 
And in the 1960s, 1970s, the very next day, uh, the chief woke up and there was a missionary that, that, was, that came from, the, the, from North America that was walking through his, his, his tribe that day in a three-piece suit and holding a Bible. I'm not saying that we need to walk around wearing three-piece suits and holding big Bibles, but that just explains and describes the power of Jesus to move in people's lives when we're open to the possibility of truth being told in our lives. God gave Abram at this time a simple command. He says, walk away from everything you have ever known. Genesis 12 and 1 reads it like this. The Lord said to Abram, go from your city your people and your father's household to a land I will show you. Leave and go. We have to understand that to step towards something, to step towards our destiny, we might just have to step away from where we are today. Chances are our destiny is not going to come towards us. We have to step towards it. And we have to step towards it with one step at a time. God's calling us to go. He's calling us to have faith. He's not calling us to have faith that it will finish. calling us to have faith to start it. But if you put yourself into Abraham, a- Abram's shoes for a moment. Here is somebody for 75 years. He left his homeland. He, he came to, to another land. And that's all he know. You put yourself. These are some of the questions that I would probably ask if I was Abraham. But God, I lived here for years. God, I moved here with my dad. This is my home. I like it here. My friends are here. My house is almost paid for. The schools are great. I know Sarah and I, we can't have kids, but my friends have kids and they love the schools. I get my hair cut just over there and she is good. Do you realize how hard it is to find someone that can cut my hair? And my camels. They get groomed right over there. And you know it's so tough to find somebody that you can trust that can groom my camels. Right? I don't want to leave. He had a comfortable life. Things made sense. And here comes God calling. Get this again. The God that he's never experienced before. Comes God, it comes calling Leave, go. And then we read in Genesis 12, 2 to 3. God makes Abraham a promise. He says, I will make you into a great nation. And I will bless you. I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all people on earth will be blessed through you. Now just stay in Abraham's shoes for a moment. 75 years old, if you don't know the story, read it. But if, you, if you know the story, track with me. So Abraham was 75 years old. Him and, and Sarah could not have kids. And here is God giving him a promise saying that I will bless you. The nations will be blessed. I, I will build nations from you. And I don't know about you, but if there's anybody that's here 75 years old, you probably don't want a kid tomorrow. Like, I'm 35, and Sean Lee's like, can we have another one? I'm like, oh, no! You know? <laughs> 75 years old, God makes him this promise. I can kind of, again, picture uh, Abraham. was like, God, I'm 75, man. I, I've, I've been wanting kids, and 
by golly, it's been fun trying, but, but I don't think I can have, I, I don't, no, how is that possible? And I continue reading this, and I'm continuing to remind that God's promises never fail. Verse 4, so Abraham went as the Lord told him to. And this comes, sort of comes full circle back to our, our worship team. It's like, when you, you're quick to obedience. Man, I wish that for my life, that God says something, I go literally from verse 1 to verse 4. I, I can sort of picture him going from like, who is this God to, yeah, sure, let's do it. Right? I'm like, how many times do God tell us something? And we're kind of like, I don't know. That might, I might not be able to pay my cell phone bill if I pay for their lunch. Or what if I, what if I let them come into my house? Maybe that, that will interrupt my family dynamics. I, I don't know if I have the, I don't know if I could do that. So Abraham went. But I wonder what would happen if he didn't. I don't know if that's my weird mind going by, but I continue to read the Bible. Like even last week, it was like, what if David decided to go home? What if David didn't decide to stay? And he went like, what, what, would, ha- what would the world look like? Now I'm thankful that I don't have to worry about what the world will look like. But sometimes it's kind of fun being like, what would happen if Abraham didn't? If you read in Matthew, uh, when Jesus was born, it says, Jesus was born to God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Abram that we're reading about, who ha- goes on to have a kid at, at 99 years old, right, kind of crazy. He has Isaac, and if you track back roots and bloodlines, and, and, and there's, there's huge nations in our world because Abram obeyed. Maybe, maybe if he didn't, maybe God would have found somebody else and it might have been uh, the God of Steve, Jeff, and John. Or worse, maybe our world would be completely messed up because of one guy's disobedience. But thankfully, we don't have to worry about it. Our world might be messed up as is, but imagine if somebody disobeyed. What if we're here today and God's saying go, and we're disobeyed? What would the world look like for our, for our kids and our kids' kids and our kids' 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 kids? I don't know, but I don't want to be the cause of, because of my disobedience, I don't want to be the cause of my great-grandkids having a different life because I wouldn't be willing to obey God in this moment. Is God calling you to change something, to go somewhere, to take a risk? Is he calling you to venture into new territory? It was this year last, this time last year that we started meeting together as what we called our launch team, which was our dream team. And I remember, remember sitting with our team and continuing to tell the story, and both Sean Lee and I just resigned from, from two full-time salary positions at a, at a church. And we had a decision to make. We had a risk to take, or we could have disobeyed. And we loved where we're at. We were comfortable. 
Everything, everything was making sense. We, were, we, were, we, we, we loved the church. We loved the people we got to serve with. We, we, loved, we loved the income. We, we, everything just seemed to make sense. But when we came to the reality that there's 300,000 people in our city that don't even know that there's a chance or a choice to choose Jesus, we knew that we had to do something. We knew that we had to use our lives as a risk to reach people. We had to take one step. And I, I kind of say, I still don't know what Discovery Church will look like 10 years from now. But we're one step at a time taking one step of faith, taking one step of faith. But the thing is, I'm not, we're not the only ones that took a risk. We had 58 adults, along with children's and family, children and families, that decided to li- sometime, in some way leave the comfort of what they knew to plant what we know as Discovery Church in this moment. We have people that left their comforts of their churches that they, they were at. We had people that left the comforts of sleeping in on a Sunday morning. We have people that literally left the comforts of being like, I've never done church before. That sounds like fun. Sure. We have people that left the comforts of their, of their budgeted living because he said, I need to give an extra $1,000 to the launch of Discovery Church. We've seen people that were willing to leave the comforts and the security of where they are to step out and to launch a church where we've seen 57 people give their lives to Christ in just over eight months. Like that is worth, that's worth standing up for. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's good. 57 people's lives and destinies are changed because 58 people decided 5758, maybe the 58th person's here today. Uh, 57, because 58 people decided to leave the comforts of their, their, their home and their churches and their, their finances to say, I'm going to go because God needs to be shown in our city and there's 300,000 people that are depending on it. There are times in your life that you will feel a new chapter is going to arise. You have to leave the security of where you are to take the first step. God probably won't allow you to move towards your destiny without a little bit of a risk. With great risk, there's great reward. I get excited. I'm excited today that a hundred of us can gather in a place. But I'm excited for the day when there's a thousand people. I'm excited for the day when we have five locations throughout our city and we're contemplating and, and thinking about how, how, can we, how can we move Discovery Church to every province throughout Canada. I get excited about that kind of stuff because I know, I know that, that that's risk thinking and, that, and that's dreaming. But guess what? We get there one step at a time and this is the start of something. And we can, we can gather every single Sunday, just a hundred of us. But maybe God's asking you to take a risk. And this week he's asking you to invite somebody and to bring them. Maybe God is asking you to say, uh, uh, a friend, say, no, I'm not just going to invite you. I'm going to show up at your door at 930 and I'm going to come into your house and I'm going to bring you. Not like... For, headlock them, unless you have that kind of relationship. Come to church with me. But, but you know that what happens here is, is, is a discovery of who Jesus is. And if we keep that to ourselves, church is not just for us. Church is, church is for our entire city. Churches are for an entire nation and for our entire world. And I thank God that we get to partner with churches everywhere for the mission that God's called us, called us to, to reach people. 
You know, we can get excited about our church, but you know what? We also need friends that are excited about their church. And their friends that are excited about their church. Because together, guess what? The kingdom is built. But what's God calling you to today? You have to step out to find out. See, we don't, don't need all the details. What we need is faith. It will be hard. But God didn't call us to an easy life. He didn't call us to a comfortable life. He called us to a life of sacrifice, to a life of service. And we're going to talk about the decision to serve next week. He called us to a faith-filled life. So maybe you're here today and you, you've been sensing some of that change on the horizon. Maybe God's calling you to leave your, your, your comfy job and to start your own business. To go from a place where you get, you, you get the security of, of a paycheck every month or every week or every two weeks, every day, I don't know. To step out to a venture to a place that maybe God's calling you to start your own business because you know that in 10 years you can build the kingdom of God with your finances and to be a blessing in the local church and, and missionaries and nonprofits because, because you would be on a sort of a fixed income. But God's saying, no, I want you to venture out into business because I have a bigger plan for you and your generosity. Maybe you're here and you've been in pursuit of stepping into medicine or maybe you've been a doctor for 20 20 years and and god is is pulling in your heart an opportunity has come up for you to serve in a third world country to help out an orphanage or help out a hospital but it means going from your six-figure salary to having to raise your own salary and i can't fundraise What if God doesn't move on people's hearts to launch a new church? What if? Those ifs are big. But I know one thing that was for Sean Lee and I, that we didn't want to go another moment with a what if in my life. What if in our lives. I don't want to get in 45, 55, 65, 75, however old, and wonder, what if I did that? What, how would my story be different? What if my decision was different back there? What if I didn't go? At least when we go, there's a stone that's not unturned. You don't need to have the faith to finish. You only need to have enough faith to start. You don't have to have faith to finish. That's God's, that's God's plan in it. That's, that's where God comes in. But we do have to have the faith to start. So what's God calling you to today? Is he calling you to go? Last week we talked about staying. The week before that we talked about stopping. Are you listening? Are we listening? Maybe you're here today and coming in was an accident or so you thought was an accident. And today as you, as you uh, hear a message about going, leaving your, your comfortable life, maybe you're enjoying your life but you know that there's something missing. You don't have a relationship with Jesus. And today you're here you're like, I want to go. I want to I leave where I'm at. I want to leave my, my world as I know it. I want to step into a relationship with Jesus Christ. It doesn't need to be this 
big spectacular thing here even though the angels are celebrating uh in in heaven when when one person comes to a relationship with jesus but i just welcome you to bow your heads and i'm just going to say a prayer and if and that's you here this morning saying you know what i want to start that relationship i want to go to what god has for me i want to step out of what i know now in my security and i want to start a relationship with god i'm just going to say a short prayer you can say it in your mind Heavenly Father, all this talk about going makes me know that I don't want to miss out. Today, I want to start a relationship with you that will help me hear your voice, help me take a risk, and to go where you call me to go. Thanks for taking time to listen to this week's message from Discovery Church. If this ministry has impacted you in any way, we would love to hear about it. Please email us at info at mydiscoverychurch.ca.